this last Friday night, I got to bed really late. And uh, yeah, what's really late? For you? Uh, you know me. Like I'm not late. Late, late for me. Last year it was one, two in the morning. Now late, late for me is like midnight. Yeah. Yeah. You know, start to eat my dinner at four o'clock. And <laughs> but there's I love an early dinner. <laughs> we have over the air. So we have these odd stations. And I happened to there was nothing on TV at midnight on a Friday. And so I put it on the Grio, which is a station, um, an interesting station. It's like 11.2. And this movie was on called Love Beats Rhymes. And I was trying to describe it to Lindsay. And I think, let me look at the synopsis of this. It's uh, it's uh, a hip-hop artist discovers the world of slam poetry. And I was trying to describe it to Lindsay. And I said, describing the whole thing. And I said, well, Common's in it. And she goes, who's Common? I said, he's that actor-rapper guy. And he played at CSUN. I, th- I heard he played at CSUN. And then she goes, oh, yeah, just like Jimmy Eat World. And I said, oh, yeah, funny. <laughs> and she goes, why didn't you go? And I'm sorry, David, I threw you under the bus. Um, I said, David didn't tell me. And so <laughs> it just got me thinking about like our CSUN days when we were there. And um, yeah, I wanted to ask because she goes, how did you how was what was David to you? And I said, well, he was the PA. So it was like the production assistant in the classroom. I was trying to go through in my head. Did you have any weird like weird stories where stuff hit the fan or anything? Oh, no, not really. Like, um, I think the thing I liked most I mean, the thing I liked most, the thing I remembered most was there was a girl who was in the class because she needed the credit, but she like actively worked on film sets and knew how to coil cable better than everybody else. And it was like really, really awesome to watch how she would coil it up, like the speed at which she would do that rap, the flip, the speed and accuracy with which she would wrap a cable was baffling. Yeah. And I loved watching. (laughs) That was really neat, though, working with so closely with the film students, uh, and God, I remember it seemed like the end of the semester when they had their final videos due and they were just everyone was struggling to find talent. And I use talent loosely because they found me <laughs> and uh, I may have told this this story before, but it was this film I worked on called Follow the White Rabbit. And it was a cool concept. It was like a two minute thing. And the concept, they had this this great main actor. He was really serious and very intimidating because he took it so seriously. I tried to, you know, and I'm a goofball. So they, mm-hmm. they hired me on as um, I played two parts. I played the police officer in one of these scenes. And then it was a uh, a medical attendant in another one for an insane asylum. And this main character played both parts. And he was the guy in the straitjacket. And then he was also the guy running from the police officer. So I was a police officer. And then I was the attendant. And it was the same scene. And the whole concept was they jumped back and forth and cut between it. And it was really cool. Uh, very intense. They had this intense music, and the shot was either down a hallway or when we were outside in the afternoon shooting the police part, they were shooting it in the orange orchards, long shot down. You know, it was really cool. And they were doing a, I guess it would be like a, a kind of dolly. So they would zoom out, but then also dolly back. And it was a neat shot, very epic. And then when he would review the shots, at this is the last shot of the day. It was me running as a police officer. I was in like all these pounds of clothing, sweating. I had an ugly goatee too it was very it was very uh 2006 for me and um he kept looking at the footage and going justin you've got to stop smiling because i was running and i was trying to be serious and after like the sixth or seventh take he goes i don't know what it is but you got to try not smiling and so for another four or five takes he goes i know you're you're going the opposite way and but you look weird now forcing yourself to look mad and I couldn't get it. And I was getting frustrated. And this was like 15 takes by the end of it. And I think they were getting tired of me too. <laughs> but we got it. We got it. Knocked it out. And 
David, I have never been more happy to hear a director yell cut. This <laughs> is Jimmy Eat Pod. <laughs> how far away did you man. see that one coming? <laughs> oh man, I I didn't know how you were going to work cut it. I I just I couldn't think of cut as anything else but like an editorial term. <laughs> yeah, um, I couldn't either. So I was just, yeah, I couldn't think of any other way. I you were like he told me he, that I was going to get cut. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was so, very uh, nice. So I th- I feel like you had either told that story before or I vaguely remember that short film. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, were you in yeah. the theater when we did the the end of the year thing and watched all the stuff? I, I was in the theater for mine, but I don't think I went for anybody else's. Okay. Did you present at the same time as Undying Monsters? What was it? Did you present at the same time as the Undying Monsters, the one that I did with Robert? And, no, uh, I don't think so. Um, oh, it doesn't okay. sound familiar. I don't think I ever went like to anybody else's because I didn't like live nearby or stay on campus so it wasn't convenient for me to like come back hang out and watch other people's stuff yeah i don't even remember what i did because i was in multimedia uh and so i don't i can't remember what i did maybe i presented all of my like a reel of all my my websites and all that stuff that i did i can't even oh, remember fancy yeah i guess <laughs> i mean it wasn't as it wasn't as thrilling as watching like a trailer which was cool too those yeah. those film students man I feel like we had a couple housekeeping things, but the only thing I could find really quickly was that Futures Past had told us about an alternate version oh, yeah. of the Springsteen demo of Take Them As They Come with different lyrics. And you had mentioned that you would maybe go look for it. I didn't know if you had found it. <laughs> if by maybe go look for it, you mean right now? Yeah, I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> right this minute? Click, yeah. click, click, type, type, type. <laughs> Um, I I just Googled real quick, and I do see Take Them As They Come outtake version, but the original was the outtake version, right? Like, it wasn't... Right. Yeah. I couldn't remember if it was outtake or, like... Uh, I, I guess it was. I remember it not being called demo version, which seemed weird to me. Um, but this one does say red dress, whereas he said that this other version said best dress. Um, well, he... Okay. But then he also mentions the last verse starts with there's winners and losers so let me see if i can find that interesting so there if you put in put on your red dress in quotes with springsteen the the song high-heeled sneakers comes up uh and then also easy money lyric he must you reuse that lyric easy money has it in there you put on your red dress for me tonight honey hmm so he maybe he just reuses that one and happened to put it in in place of kind of like filler lyrics yeah but I see this here, winners and losers. But winners and losers isn't part of the original lyrics. I just don't recall. We only did the song <laughs> two weeks ago. <laughs> know, right? No, there's no, there's winners or losers. Put on your red dress. Yep. No, there it is. Little yeah, girl, put on your red dress because we're going out in town tonight. There's winners and losers all from the other side. Great song.net has it. No, yeah. So best dress is different. So there's the official studio version and the original outtake version. So, hmm. Let's take a listen to the studio outtake version. I'm going to jump. I just jumped to 320 real quick. Something tells me that's too far. Okay, there's. Yeah, you're right there. 
Okay, so that's not where he says winners and losers. He says take all your sorrow in this one. So this isn't the one, right? Right. Hold on. Let's see this one. Is this the same one? And yeah, you just take played? all your sorrow is not in the outtake version according to SpringsteenLyrics.com. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's very clearly best dress. Yep, yeah, another best dress. I mean, the lyrics here say "little girl put on your red dress" because we're going out on the town tonight. And this, it great song dot net. I mean, I don't know where I pulled it from. It's version. Say that's the same version. Yep, played. it is. <laughs> Started loud as hell. <laughs> yeah, man, Jesus. <laughs> we did not find it. It is still a mystery. <laughs> I'm gonna just do a real quick search here. Yeah, interesting. There are two different studio outtake entries on Apple Music, but they are the two versions we just played. Yeah, two and a half versions that we just played. There's just Jen Wirtz version of "Take Them As They Come." Jen Wirtz, which I'm not. Yeah, let's take a listen. Genital Wirtz. I assume it's the same song. It's called Take Them As They Come. Gotta take them, baby, as they come. <laughs> I don't think this is no. it, dude. Uh-uh. <laughs> Oh, maybe the name of the record is Take Them As They Come? Like, that's a stone in lies, which I did not anticipate it being a thing. Okay, yeah, stone and lies. That was the first song on that record. Here's Take Them As They Come, the title track. Um, Alternative Folk, released in Okay, anyway. So, yeah. No, we didn't uh, find it quite yet. <laughs> Still on the lookout. Sorry for that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I'm going to copy and send you this Watch Together link there. And boom. Joined. Sweet. All right. And uh, otherwise, I feel like I had another housekeeping thing. I'm not recalling what it was. So, let's talk about the song Cut. Shall yes, we? we shall. The song is cut from the album Invented, track 9 of 12, released September 28th, 2010, produced by Jimmy Eat World and Mark Trombino, recorded at a few places, Unit 2, Capitol Studios, and Mark Trombino's house for additional recording. It was mastered at Sterling Sound, written by Jimmy Eat World. Singer is Jim Featuring Courtney Marie Andrews. Been a while since we heard from yeah. CMA on the pod. Label distributed by Universal Music. Manufactured Universal Music. 
Phonographic copyright is DGC Records. Copyright is DGC Records. It is a do I get a pickle with that music demo. I didn't listen to this, but Stephen Brand has something on our Google Drive called Track 5 Studio Chatter and Cut. Oh, so sweet. I I uh, uh, will listen to that one. I think we're going to play a demo. Okay, perfect. <laughs> we'll see what that we'll see what that is. Um, never has the band played this song live, but Jim has played it 14 times live, uh, 12 of which were in 2015. First played in concert March 25th, 2012 at the Crescent Ballroom in Phoenix, Arizona. Most recently, Jim played it September 8th, 2015 at Backstage by the Mill in Paris, France. Uh, notable high notes, and this has a notable high note of B flat four, and there's a notable high note of uh, G sharp four, but B flat four was in bold, which means it is a uh, notable uh, uh, showing of this vo singer's vocal capabilities. Uh, notable low notes of F3 and E flat three. There are 39.4 thousand listeners on uh, Last FM which gives it 201.4 thousand scrabbles, 13 of which are from me. Justin, how many did you have? 113. Good Lord. Yeah, I like this track. 100 more than me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is an A-flat major key uh, song. That is a 4B Camelot, an 87 BPM, 458 duration. Here's some of the thoughts I had while listening to it. I absolutely hate the sound of the acoustic on this song, but I love everything that piles on top of it. I love the half-step transition into the second half of the chorus. Definitely a standout invented track. This is quintessential Jimmy Eat World. Love that bridge arpeggio and the hints to it before in uh coming at uh going into the verses. Love the layers that get added onto each verse. The chorus singing the ha's is a, sounding a little fake and synthy, but it still works. The It sounds like somebody just like programmed it onto a keyboard. And it <laughs> sounds a little midi, but, um, but yeah, that half step transition into the second part of the chorus is a very me thing. Like every band I've ever played in, I do that all the time on the bass. It's just like a little something in there just yeah. for me that nobody else knows is there. Um, do it all the time. You can hear it a little bit on the People Mover record. Um, so yeah, that is all I have for uh, uh, sort of stats and structure. Shall we look at the lyrics? Sure, man. Did you remark at all about the snare sound in this one? Um, no. It's very I mean, prominent. It's, mm, I was having some weird audio issues where I still think when I was playing the Apple Music tracks for you just now, Sounded muddled and weird. I, I got to figure out what's going on hmm. uh, with my audio routing. <laughs> Let's do it live but on the pod. I, yeah, <laughs> I have pulled up the liner notes. Sweet, dude. So I can read along here while you read along there. I think this is, uh, as we get into these lyrics, you'll see how tragically beautiful they are. Uh, I think this has always been... Um, a song that, I mean, clearly from as many listens as I have for it, uh, I like this song a lot. For the lyrics that I I'd say I knew 95% of the lyrics. There were a few in here that, reading them again, or at least reading them closely, I thought to myself, oh, well, that's what he's saying there. <laughs> and it didn't necessarily change the feel I had for this song, but it, they definitely stuck out. So uh, let's see. You can correct me if any of these are wrong. I'm going to go just verse by verse. We'll do all lines at yeah. once. Ah, all right. I made it, and now there's no turning back. I know there's no depth, 
You wouldn't sink for the chance. I'm sorry, boy. I'm not cut for this no more. So right off the bat, we get this is not necessarily from a male's perspective. Not necessarily. So let's just say this is from the girl's perspective in this. um, Again, these these are songs based on photographs. And so we have no idea, or I don't rather, what that specific photo is. But maybe it is a so girl. So I was gonna say, I'm gonna send you this photo here, and this is the liner uh, notes, and right? See, I, 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 I'm almost want, yeah, for, correct from the liner notes. I almost want to think that it's this particular photo because it's right across from the lyrics for this. The other lyrics that are on the same pages cut are from Action Needs an Audience. Okay. Um, where I'm hypnotized by rituals now that I'm on my own, tranquilized by an like an animal, all because I lost control. I don't really read that in from that particular okay uh, photograph also tom wrote that song after there were lyrics already written for action needs an audience if you remember mm-hmm. and so it's possible that that song in particular was not written with a photograph in mind whereas uh cut was written by jim for the record so right anyway and just to describe to the image that. um there's a girl looking into a uh, a mirror with like an ornate frame kind of staring not necessarily at her own eyes, but staring at kind of like her face, her reflection, but looking like she's wearing a a real short-haired blonde wig and like a, a, a string top. But she looks very tired and mm-hmm. like she's thinking about this stuff in her head. So maybe if this is the photo that we can imagine yeah. this conversation being psyching herself up to have this conversation. Yeah, or or going through this cycle in her head as we go through this. So like this first section here, I think they're saying to me this sounds like she wrote and sent a breakup letter. I know there's no depth you wouldn't sink for the chance there's no turning back. Um I feel like the uh the made it is her arrival at this decision. I made it. Uh there's mm. no returning from this choice she's made. Her reason is that she's just not cut out for this kind of life. Although looking at the image, it almost looks like maybe I made it as I finally reached my dream of being this dancer and it doesn't turn out to be exactly what I thought it was going to be, uh, but I can't be with you. I need to I need to live this life that I've made. Uh, the verse, second verse, you came in, yeah, you happened to me, and so I waited and nothing else has since. I'm sorry, boy, but I'm no good for you no more. Now, in this verse, she sounds completely enamored with this guy. Like, he floated in. You happened to me. Like, he floated in and was an experience. Uh, and nothing he intentionally did. He was just being himself. He just had this air about him. Uh, and ever since, he's the only one she can think of. It's almost like she's been intoxicated with this guy. And uh, I keep looking back at that image now, looking at it, and uh, just she seems so, not empty, but just confused and lost. Mm-hmm. So, again, I think that she's just... She's realized what she had to do, which is make that decision. There's no turning back. Um, I decided to say we're not good for each other and, and walk away. And that's that. Maybe that's the moment that she's just wondering what's my life going to be like now without him. And then we go into the chorus. If it's your name in lights, and if the time is yours, then you'd be on your back. You'd be on this floor. It's the kind of night that I'd always hoped. And he's the kind of guy worth waiting for. Uh, now, I think perhaps he's a star and he's looking for that moment to shine, his moment in the spotlight. Maybe it, it, relationship is not on his radar. He's looking to just fulfill his his vision, his life dream. And she wants to show him 
just how much she loves him regardless of that. Uh, and it's, I think it's them. So, and then you'd be on your back, you'd be on the floor. I think it's in her mind, it's them on the floor. And that's what she's always hoped for is to be able to love him unconditionally, no matter what he's doing. Um, and he's worth the wait for that moment together. He's the kind of guy worth waiting for. Maybe again, trying to psych herself up. And then verse three, there's always some baggage you've got to check. And yeah, I'm trying. Hope that you'd understand. I'm sorry, boy. I'm not cut for this no more. So she understands she's human or that she has her own baggage that she's aware of and has to work through. Uh, and in the end, she hopes that uh, he understands this. Uh, ultimately, she's still doubting herself, though. And that goes back to that image, that doubt, not looking yourself in the eyes, but just kind of facing yourself. And it's almost like that look where you can't look somebody in the eye. So she's not even able to look herself in the eye at this moment. Right. She's still yeah. so sorry. I hope that you'd understand her walking away. So the chorus repeats again. And then we have uh, twice, actually. And But this second time in the verse, right at three minutes and 53 seconds, it's when Jim really sings out. That's that high note that you're talking about. Yeah. And it's the kind of night that I'd always hoped. And he's the kind of guy worth waiting for. Um, gosh, man, it's just so beautiful that second time. And he, he just yeah. he belts those notes. And that's the crescendo of the song right there. It's like, it's the kind of night that I'd always hoped for, or that I always hoped, and he's the kind of guy worth waiting for. And then that crescendo ends and draws back. And then you kind of goes back to that acoustic guitar that you hate so much, chiming in going, junk, doesn't sound very good. Junk, yeah. I think it's the effect on it. Yeah, it, it, yeah I get it. It's a little overproduced. Uh, but I mean, I guess I've never really listened to it and got hung up on it that much but i can see what you're talking about or at least hear it so the last little verse he's kind of this girl has come back down from that moment that high moment there's always some baggage you've got to check and yeah i'm trying hope that you'd understand i'm sorry boy i'm not cut for this no more and this is part of that the come down i think it sounds like echoes in a dark room as the camera pans out or, or zooms out uh it's it's just this person realizing they're alone again talking to themselves and these last couple of lines are so tragically beautiful, David. Yes, I loved you, boy. <laughs> I'm not cut for this no more. And closing out with that consolation of her justifying why she can't continue on. She's just not cut for this no more. Yeah. Oh, man. And that's where I would stand up and clap. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I would, uh, all, other than a couple random, like, uh, conjunctions and things like that, all the lyrics were consistent Good. with the... Uh, with the uh, liner notes. Good. And I grabbed mine from Genius. Sweet. And there were no, just double check. Yeah, there were no additional uh, notes on Genius. It's funny, the uh, I copied and pasted the Genius lyrics here, and it's like very verbose, but like a lot of it's just the chorus repeating. And it's yeah. a six line chorus, which is not uh, always common. Right. Yeah. Very uncommon. That's why I like this song so much, man. It's different to me. Yeah, it's good. Well, I don't have a ton. Of track notes um i've got an article uh entry a little bit of jimmy epod theater and a series of tweets from the band that don't necessarily mention this song <laughs> but mention the word cut sweet okay i mean i've got um, so. i've got a chorus fm article that i think i've referenced before oh sweet but yeah. then found a second and, one mm-hmm. so i don't think we it, they kind of say the same thing uh one is right. craig manning and the other one is absolute punk but doesn't say who it was. 
Yeah, same right, day. That's it, the archive version of Chorus. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's the same. They were posted the same day, but just they're di- it's all different content. Oh, then Craig Manning's is the one. Then it's got to be Craig Manning. It's two different articles. Yeah, it's two different articles. Same day. So that must have been Jason resurrecting the old, uh, the old posts from the old site. Right, and, and it does say at the bottom this article was originally letters. published on AbsolutePunk.net, yeah. but there's no uh, there's no credit to the author of this. Yeah, all that stuff probably got lost in yeah. the transition. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's what I have from Consequence of Sound. This is their article where they went back and talked about how Jimmy Eat World a record is, or what makes it a Jimmy Eat World record, and they dissect the 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 album art and all that stuff. And here is what they wrote for Invented: the Jewishness of the record is. Simply presenting the song titles, Hard is Hard to Find, Stop, and Cut, could make the case. But here are some samplings in order of the noted songs. All the fucked up things you say couldn't possibly be any less help to me. You want to hurt me, baby? Stop, because you have. I know there's no depth you wouldn't sing for a chance. I'm sorry, boy. I'm not cut for this no more. So with lyrics like that, they're saying that's how this record is Jimmy Eat World. How Jewish the record is, (laughs) is those lyrics alone. Um, so what do you got? Okay. So this one, I'll do the first, uh, article, which is the, the unknown one from absolute punk. And they just go to say, uh, invented is not necessarily a show me album. It leaves more breathing room than previous releases, wiggling its way from softer numbers with bountiful production to darker rock numbers, high on adrenaline, doubling up on all steps of harmony. The contributing female vocals give the songs here a gradual uplift on coffee, the touch of feminine sound gives the track an essential identity wherein on cut, the lack thereof allows Adkins' point of view to sink in with deeper resonance. And the other article, which is labeled, reviewed by Craig Manning, same day, Interscope, uh, he just goes on to say, and he's doing like a little, he starts off his article with, I've fallen in love with a disproportionately large number of my favorite albums in cars. And we've read that story of him driving in the car and just listening to this album and just becoming... Uh, or falling in love with it, but he talks about this track specifically. In Stop and Cut, the exhaustion of a relationship that has run its course and evolved into misalignment and hurt, there's even a song called Mixtape with the kind symphonic swell that feels like a big grandiose coda scene to some romantic TV season finale. Um, And before that was just talking about coffee and cigarettes and little thing and talking about finding the courage in a cab ride home to talk to this girl. So a lot of relationship-based tracks, but he kind of put it really uh, briefly there. I think he likes this album. He ended up giving it, what do you rate it? Highly recommend for him. Uh, Seattle Pie, music review from Jimmy World Invented. Charlie Doherty from the blogcritics.org, April 26, 2011. Uh, It was updated. And does sort of a song by song. Talks about Courtney Marie Andrews, her background. But then the bottom line, he says... Some of the loud parts of the record. Huh? <laughs> I just hit my mic. I don't know if you heard that. I definitely so heard it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, let me just give it a little scratch while he's talking here. Awesome. Boom. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Uh, bottom line. Some of the loud parts of the record. My best theory and lighter moments. The pop-like vocals on Cut and others sound too commercial and arena rock friendly, which is not Jimmy World's specialty. Uh, as a whole, Invented has quite a few remarkable tracks, but lacks enough of the strong balance to, of intimate material and knockout rockers that the band's best two aforementioned works have. Uh, in this regard, the band and Trumpito's reunion is a bit of a letdown, but still a worthy listen for any serious fan. 
the other things I have are very like a couple of small quips here. One from Ben Patanchik, uh, RockSound.tv, just says, "Prepare yourself. The first thing you notice about Jew's seventh record is how polished and shiny it is. Bad news for fans hoping for a return to the rawness of their earlier output, but the game plan soon becomes evident." Cut, Little Thing, and Evidence are as charming and tender as anything they've done before, but varnished with the longtime cohort. Mark Trombino's production, they become rather hard to fall in love with until repeated listens unleash their true charms. I get that, though. I mean, I don't... We've talked about this many times. The if, if For an album that I fall in love with right away, and I can, I can tell you that was Story of the Year's first album, I loved it. Oh. But I got <laughs> so burnt out on it. I die. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. So good. I loved I remember listening to it in my truck, leaving my girlfriend's house and heading back to my place. So it was like a 10-minute drive, but the first couple of tracks, it's like, this is so cool. <laughs> uh, That's funny. Yeah, I remember that, man. Yeah. Uh, I met a girl working at Guitar Center at the time, and she was on their street team. Oh, yeah? And she had like all... Because they're like logo was that little falling guy. Yeah. And she had a stencil of that and some sidewalk chalk spray paint. So she could spray it places, but it wasn't technically illegal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing them live and at the end of Sidewalks. So they played Sidewalks, but it was an acoustic version. And it was beautiful. It was great. And uh, he pauses at the end of it and he goes, "Ah, I wrote that. And it's just the way that I think he did it because he was trying to lift the spirits (laughs) because it was such a heavy song, the way that he played it. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so what my point was is that it for those those albums that you just fall in love with right away, I feel like those get I get burnt out on them easily. So I get what he's saying. Sure. And maybe that is with some Jimmy World albums is I got to listen to them four or five times to actually get what the feel for the whole album and then what these individual tracks are saying. So I don't think that's anything wrong. And he still gave it an eight out of ten. That's a B. Yeah, I know. That's that's a terrific. Heck yeah. Um. (laughs) Uh, the other ones, just real two real quick quips here from BBC. BBC's pretty big. Oi. Uh, Doubts creep in during the quieter moments. Cut, invented, and mixtape all work fine. They all have blissful harmonies and delicate choruses, but they represent nothing new. <laughs> they are over-familiar Jimmy World formulae rehashed. They are songs that look backwards, not forwards. It's almost like you get you think they're going to get into something positive, and then they pause about face, and then they're like, but you know what? They're over familiar. They're terrible. These are really poorly written. I don't know why they put them on the album. And you kind of go, what the heck were you getting at, man? It sounded like you're going to say something <laughs> decent. Uh, and then the last thing I have is from Music Discovery. Cut is the first singing from the female's point of view of a relationship with acoustic verses and huge choruses. And uh, yeah, they're saying albums of the year. They gave it uh, number eight on Music nice. Discovery. Wow, number eight album of the year. Yeah, I just yeah, I just remember being like not impressed with the record the first time I heard it. It was different, and why? Like, what what is it that makes this album so weird? Like, Mark Trombino was back. Like, how I think stoked should yeah, we I think have it's the first in? song. Heart is hard to find. Is the way that it comes in almost like you're sitting there at, at a hoedown going yeah, but that's heart. like probably my favorite track on the record. yeah, but that one I think that one threw me off for it. Oh, interesting. I think so. Just looking back, I look at the track listing, and then evidence. My best theory was that was that the 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 first single. Yeah, yeah, so. right. So, and then you go into evidence and higher devotion. Those two tracks after it threw me off again. I was like, hard is hard to find, and then evidence and higher devotion before you got to movie like, which 
for me, movie like was probably the most pop, yeah, back backed track. And then I guess from there it was just like hit or miss. With I know that you hate coffee and cigarettes. I ended up falling in love with that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like it's like hit or miss, back and forth, and maybe that's why it it just never really sank. I think coffee and cigarettes like. I think it has like those Springsteen elements, like those like bells, those bells that are yeah. in the background of the chorus. Those are good, but they're so far back and not really the sum of the whole. Yeah, that it's just not enough to save yeah. that song for me. All right, yeah, I like the sentiment. So yeah, just you want to do a little Jimmy Pod Theater? Let's do it, man. All right, who do you want? SW or MG? I'll take I don't remember the whole, you know, you got to find an old episode where yeah. we give context about what this is. Right. Somebody wrote an article where they tried to rank the records and rather than say anything about the records, they wrote like a story out yeah. between two people having a conversation about the record, I get. <laughs> so this is what they had to say about Invented. All right, I'll be MG. Okay. This album is very Einstein. Uh, do you have evidence? Are you sure it's not Edison? My best theory. Stop. Cut. It out. Everywhere you look. Little things. <laughs> I guess that my heart is hard to find. Yep. This album is underrated. But then again, so are all of Jimmy Eat World's albums. I got her number. How do you like them apples? I'm looking at you confused. <laughs> I remember the last time we did this yeah. and you didn't get the uh, full house reference. <laughs> All right. And then I've got a few tweets from the band. This is great. This is January 29th, 2014. Have Beats music? Give the Jim Eat World Deep Cuts playlist a spin at beats.mu slash D5X capital K. And that's a Beats music ad with an old iPhone uh, <laughs> UI screen with a home button on it <laughs> and uh yeah i mean that's what apple music became mm -hmm. um there was uh oh let's listen to what jim is saying here. did this make the final cut here let's get the context here what's up you guys we're jimmy Eat world twitter q a we're gonna get this going our first question here is did this make the final cut it's me uh doing a pick slide with a uh, a buoy knife oh yeah yeah it made the final cut. It's on our album, Surviving. It's quite possibly some of the finest shredding we've ever done. <laughs> so that is, uh, this is the Q&A they did October 9th, 2019 about Surviving. That question was asked by Kay Farley on, uh, on Twitter. Did this make the cut? And they posted a link to the tweet. And let's see. Oh, it doesn't go to it, unfortunately. So uh, I was going to play this, the, the shred. Oh, man, we've played it before. Um, it it's good. We have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, Tom Mullen at Washed Up Emo. This is January 14th, 2021. This is awesome. Thanks to Tom Mullen at Washed Up Emo for this look back at the deep cuts. Check it out. More to come. And it's a Spotify playlist. Uh, it's Jimmy E. World Deep Cuts Phoenix Sessions. Listen to this episode from Washed Up Emo Radio on Spotify. Jimmy E. World, our performer. So interesting. I guess, did he do, what is this? Washed up emo radio. Jimmy World are performing a few of their albums, Surviving Futures and Clarity, front to back on in early 2021. It gave me a great opportunity to talk about some deep cuts off those albums you don't usually hear live. Learn more about this upcoming live series at JimmyWorldLive.com. Ah, this is when Spotify started letting podcasters utilize, like basically host their shows like radio shows, and you could integrate the music from Spotify oh. into your 
podcast. So uh, you could throw to a song and then it played it out of the catalog in your Spotify player. So basically you only had to record five minutes of audio and then toss to the song. Right. And then I think it would even scrabble it or like whatever, because it's all like part of it. Right. I think it's a really great idea. And this was like the early uh, version of that. Um, Somebody, oh, uh, <laughs> Steezy Bro says, okay, so this is June 27th, 2018. Checking in. How's everyone feeling out there? Nap Daddy or Steezy Bro says, awesome. Can you guys play Digits into Caveman next time you're in the Philly Stroudsburg area? And Jimmy World says, whoa, deep cuts. And Nap Daddy <laughs> says, please do. As a guy that celebrates the catalog, they are truly underappreciated songs. Plus, more Tom is never a bad thing. Can we talk about um, the Celebrate the Catalog uh, quote? You know what that's from? Celebrate the Catalog? No. Oh, dude. Okay. So, you're, you're familiar with the uh, the movie uh, Office Space? Oh, yeah. I love his music. Okay. So, I'm going <laughs> to... This might actually be... This might actually be the whole clip. That's so funny. I thought this would be the whole scene. But oh, is it when they're talking to Michael Bolton? I do. I'm a Michael Bolton fan. <laughs> I celebrate the guy's entire catalog. <laughs> Why should I change my name? Why should I change my name? He's the one that sucks. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's uh the the Johnny C. McGinley uh, of Scrubs and other things. Uh, and I think I was like way into Scrubs. And always loved Office Space, but never realized that Johnny C was in Office Space <laughs> while watching Scrubs because he's just like just completely made up differently. Same reason, like I never realized. I I think Anchorman must have been out five years before I realized Paul Rudd was an Anchorman, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so such a weird. prominent role too. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, what? I, oh man, I felt lied to or something. Um, I don't have any context to this, but November 13th, 2017 just says deep cuts. Love it. We'll do our best, man. Um, oh, I see. This is uh, for sure. What do you want to hear? They're retweeting this guy, Chris Hale, but the page doesn't exist. So Chris Hale 29 just deleted his profile. But uh, I guess whatever it is he wanted to hear, we're all deep cuts. And whether they did their best or not, I, don't, I couldn't tell you. Um, and then uh, here's the last one. I guess uh, Shaq says, February 26th, 2009, just got a fresh cut for the game. Damn, I'm so ugly. <laughs> Date sexy and ugly mixed in one. Uh, oh, oh, that's sexy and ugly mixed in one. Okay, so Sugly. And uh, Jimmy Eat World retweeted that. Okay, so. Sugly, huh? Sugly. All right, sweet. That is all I have for tweets. Sick. Uh, I do have this review i got a couple reviews uh one is uh a line from the review for the alternative this is uh october 28th 2020 so i think this was a 10-year retrospective on the record in the sweeping musical level dramatic cut a narrator considers considers self-esteem and fortitude at the precipice of a breakup so that's all they said about the the song cut mm. um and then this is Doherty, who had a Tumblr. It says, love don't make any mistakes. A perfect evening with Wal Walter Schreifels, who we've talked about, and Jim Adkins. So this person went to the Walter Schreifels Jim Adkins show. And I actually really like the first two paragraphs here um, because he mentions the song Cut. But 
that he mentions the song cut specifically is kind of cool given the beginning of this. So here it is. So I saw Jimmy Eat World's singer and guitarist Jim Adkins live the other day. He played his first acoustic show in Europe. I've never been much of a fan of his band, and they've never really got me, and I still haven't listened to them in quite some time. But this concert was simply amazing. Honestly, all I remembered was their sound from 2001, The Middle and Such. I didn't like that. I thought I would take a few photos and then leave the second, the first, uh, leave the second to first row for his fans. How wrong was I? He just got me right away with his warm voice and the lyrics. Yes, the lyrics. I was really surprised how touching they were and how my eyes would fill up with tears. The first lines he sang were, I made it, and now there's no turning back from the song Cut of their album Invented 2010. Almost like he still needed some encouragement for his acoustic show in Berlin, even though it wasn't the first time he explained during the show. There were many fans in this small venue who would sing along every Jimmy World song. The crowd was so very excited. That was so beautiful to see. So I thought that was pretty good. This dude's like, I didn't really like this guy. And he yeah. like really moved me yeah. <laughs> with his lyrics. And check out these lyrics from the song Cut. So, um, yeah, pretty cool. Really and I know him. we uh, we sort of had asked the question, uh, what is this Walter Schreifels thing? And did he play a show with him? Well, fuck, in this article is a picture of them literally playing together. So they must have played some songs together at this show. Um so yeah, I'm a little more interested in this show. I guess Walter Schreifel is probably the the German Jim Adkins, I'll say. <laughs> uh, from New York City, huh? Is he? Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we talked about he was like from a band, right? Uh yes. I mean, look at his wiki again. See, so his career um post-hardcore band Quicksand. Oh, so they played Give Me a Sweetheart together, it says. Okay. That's the that's the um the image that we have then. Yeah. Yeah, looks like uh, Walter Schreifels. Yeah, that's his, that was his band. It was Quicksand, and then he has some oh, other yes, things. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Other projects. Quicksand was a big uh, influence on the sound that they came up with for Boxcar Racer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. At least that's what they kept saying. I never listened to Quicksand. Sorry. Oh, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, Youth of Today and Gorilla Biscuits. <laughs> oh, Gorilla Biscuits has a, I think, um, was... Chad from Newfound Glory in Gorilla Biscuits, or is he just really into the Gorilla Biscuits? He must Biscuits? really be into them, because the, the four members okay. of that are Sammy, Mark, John, and Alex. Okay. But yeah, this is all this is all hardcore stuff coming out of New York in the 80s. Yeah, not a hardcore man. Mm-hmm. I think we've talked about yeah. it, but there'd always be like a hardcore record at Hot Topic for like two bucks, and I'd be like, okay, I'll get this. And I put it in, I'm like, I don't like any of that. <laughs> I can't get into it. <laughs> no, this is no good. I'm not a hardcore man. All right um let's see uh shall we move into community yeah let's take a look this is the number that bill and ted were thinking of 69 dudes (laughs) (laughs) that's right jake t o'donnell's number 69 cut invented for a long time cut was my favorite song from invented i don't feel that way anymore but it doesn't mean i'm not fascinated by what they were able to accomplish with it cut is so different from anything the band had done to that point and with a very slow build-up toward the end the song sounds melodically very much like a slowed down version of george michael's faith interesting Jim's voice does uncharacteristically stretch a little bit during the chorus, but that makes it all the more real. I'm not cut for this no more, Jim's things throughout, and you can feel his strain from beginning to end. So there it is. Okay. 
Huh. Now, uh, I got yeah. a couple of things. Let me look at this. I was just reading this while you were finishing that up. Um, I got a couple of things. One is an opinion post from Bro. Can we get the last ride of the night on Goliath? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till we actually have that know, person right? on the show. And they're like, what? That's not at all what that is. <laughs> I, you know what? Until they prove me wrong, I will go with that. Last ride of the night on yeah. Goliath. Okay. Of course. <laughs> uh, the post is titled, uh, I've been seriously underrating Invented. For all the time I've liked Jimmy World, this has been the album I listened to the least because it just never stuck with me. Of course, I've given it several chances over time, but for some reason this week I've listened to it like 10 times. Something about its uniqueness and variety and really great composition. Everything works all of a sudden. Add to that movie like and Invented are two of my favorite songs by Jimmy World out of all of them. I think that's a great way of describing it is the, the uniqueness and variety. What I kind of said yeah. was hit or miss is they've looked at it in a more positive way and saying uniqueness and variety. Uh, well, down below, Sergeant Donut says, glad to hear it started to click with you. I'm still waiting for that moment to happen for me. <laughs> <laughs> and so his first point that he makes right here is stop little thing and cut all feel like filler tracks. With apologies to anyone who may love them, having them all in a row makes for a slog. I like the beanie me, beanie me, beanie me, beanie me. Yeah, they do a lot of stuff with triplets on this. Like those three songs in particular have these triplet sections. The solo on that goes. Yeah, and then um, what was the other one he said? Uh, stop, little thing, little thing. It's just the little thing, and then the piano goes. Another little triplet thing, and then cut. Um, has that little like triplet in it lots of triplets on those three songs i think we're getting mixed up like with you're just saying the like arpeggio right right yeah i think i'm oversimplifying the term yeah here, but they're runs of three notes right? right 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 i guess i specifically mean like those songs are all in four four time right but they utilize the three notes. Yeah. They're not hitting one of those notes twice to fill the four count. Right. Yep. Yeah. They're making the round. By the time they hit the 12th note, they've hit the same, they've hit the right number of things. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to do the triplet in my head. Da, 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 Right, da, but, da. Uh, but then even then, like that that's different than a drum triplet, which is like a rudiment, right? So I can play a four four, but as a triplet. You know what I mean? <sighs> no, nah, because I always thought triplets dragged a little bit. You know what? Again, four A four Jade Pod, we are just <laughs> how many people are yelling at their stereo? All right, we're gonna have to get Paul on. I'm gonna I'm gonna message Paul right now. Well, thoroughly enjoying the breakdown of these three songs, um, the conversation about the various concepts of three present in each one. You know, as Sesame Street used to say, I believe at this point, the show is brought to you by the number three. Um, and I understand uh, why some confusion might be bound to set in once you start introducing the word triplet into play. Uh, so just to put it out there, the simplest definition of triplet, um, it is a primarily rhythmic idea. And it's simply when you squish three notes into the space normally occupied by two in any uh, count. And so uh, if you would normally had quarter notes here, one, two, 
three, four, it becomes one and a hun and a hun and a hun and a. So that's why the the the, the meter can remain in four four, uh, but the triplet is the feel is the feel of the song. And you would count that if you were counting with a student or counting to yourself. It'd be one and a two and a three and a four, right? When you count quarter notes, you usually count one, two, three. Four, then you start adding subdivisions. You can add eighth notes, one and two and three and four. Sixteenth notes becomes one E and a two E and a three E and a four E. So triplet just becomes one and a two and a three and a four. Um, and that, that can happen as slowly or as fast as the music is going. If the tempo's here, two, one, two, three, four, that's what gives um, jazz the swung feel is that undertone of really fast triplets happening um, it also what um, in a slower tempo creates the shuffle feel uh, take uh, Toto's song Rosanna it creates a shuffle feel um, so that's what triplets are is basically when you squeeze three notes into the space normally occupied by two uh, has a dramatic impact on the feel of of the tempo and of the song um, but it doesn't refer to pitches. Um, so what David was referring to is more of an idea of what we would call like an asymmetrical um, looping note pattern, three note pattern. Uh, so the way he said that they don't add that last note in to account for the last beat of the measure, rather they just start the pattern over. Um, so that's, that's an asymmetrical loop, or we might call that a polyrhythm. We might say that the little line uh, that's looping is is maybe we call it a three we call it you know a quote three uh, against the greater time signature of the song which is four um, and it kind of has that ba da 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 which kind of when you bounce it out with your hands ends up always in my mind sounding like hark how the bells sweet silver bells um, but yeah so that's a, a, the idea we might refer to that as maybe more of a polyrhythm or an asymmetrical uh, three note pattern. Uh, so those are hopefully help you d uh, differentiate um, some of the concepts that you're talking about. Um, but great work, guys. Keep it up. Thanks. And so you want it on the doot and do? Jeez. All right, uh, bro. Can we get the last ride of the night on Goliath? Okay. Thank you for starting that conversation. Um, another one <laughs> cut meaning three years ago by M Cook Five. Does anyone know the meaning of the song "Cut" by any chance? Is it about someone specific? If so, who? Uh, mm. And then they go on to talk about um, a deleted account, of course. I'm reaching back deep here, but I think the album uh, came out and uh, he was in, Jim was inspired by many of the songs. Looking at random photos, lyrics helped frame why they are going in separate ways. Um, yeah, so I'm guessing it's, this story is likely from a female perspective about a breakup. You know, they nailed it, man. I don't know why they deleted their account. Yeah. Some other thing I probably said. Yeah. And then I Was Spinning Free does other... bring up Cindy Sherman's untitled film stills and Hannah Starkey, 1997-2007. Those are the two sets of photos that they pulled from. Yeah. And, goodness, my last one here is a random poll from two months ago, Exile on Dayton Street. Carry you and cut. <laughs> and how does the poll fare? Let's see. <laughs> Carry you wins with 47. Cut has 28, so 75 total votes. And Miss mm. Penny Lane 77 just says, dang it, I love both. Ugh. They are at the top of my list of favorite songs for each of these albums. Thank you, Miss Penny Lane 77. Yeah. But carry you one out. That is what I have for community. I've got a couple more things. One is the top song meanings comment by Jason Porter 16 on September 27th, 2010. 
And here's what Jason Porter said, which means, by the way, that September 27th, oh, the day before. So, dude, <laughs> Jason Porter was there like, you know, probably Jason Porter got it a day early on iTunes or something. <laughs> um, but it says, I'm sure this song is from a female perspective. While I'm sure the song is from a female perspective, it's interesting that Jim sings the song that way. I mean, in a different context, this song could totally be about a gay relationship, especially with the I'm not cut for this no more parts. It sounds like the narrator loved another boy, but couldn't commit uh, to it in the end. Unfortunately, I'm sure the song isn't that deep at all, and just another Girl Dumps Boy song. So that's what Jason Porter 16 said and i actually had that thought while you were reading the uh yeah the thing it you know i, I didn't want to make that that distinction so clearly i mean that's just what it could be i do think though that the photography right is mostly of women right yeah it's yeah and because the they're both female photographers the, that yeah. pretty much shot women exclusively yeah which i hadn't really thought about until this moment um and here is the shout box from last fm love this one mr shamit Jesus, fuck, my heart just exploded. <laughs> or imploded, excuse me. Um, beautiful song, best on the album by far, says Lunoco. Um, let's see if there's any other cool. Interesting, let's see. Okay, so somebody else is talking about U2, and then somebody... Oh, whoa, hello. <laughs> October 4th, 2010, 3.20 p.m. <laughs> Who's this? <laughs> I love Jim's voice, especially in the last chorus when he sings out. It's the kind oh. of night that I'd always hoped, and he's the kind of guy worth waiting for, says Millerman 1983. Look at that. So that's amazing because 12 years later, I said the same damn thing at that point. So my thoughts for this track, even without going to page two of the shout box, remain the same. So steadfast <laughs> in my thoughts on this song that's and Jim's so voice. You should have seen me like like hit the brakes while I was scrolling down yeah. looking for this comment somebody was responding to. I was like, <laughs> that's great. Well, I can't, I, I don't know. Is this guy Rowan not in here? Let's see. Rowan, okay. Okay, I feel free to hit your caps button and flame me as much as you want, but does anyone else think that the verses sound like something out of a U2 song? Anyone? Or am I just going crazy? And this person responds, add they. Uh, I think you're going crazy, but I am not a fan of you two. So if it sounds like a song that's not especially famous, it can be. To me, it doesn't remotely sound like you two. I mean, this person said during the verses, it kind of sounds like a U2 song. And then this person, who's not a fan of the band U2, said, no, that can't possibly be right unless <laughs> it's a song I don't personally know. <laughs> so, wow, dumb. Uh, I mean, not dumb, just like, what a weird... Uh, right. Just don't comment. Right. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, lots of people, mostly everybody just saying it's the best song on the record, which I think is what you're mostly going to find when you are... Uh, on the shout box for a particular oh, song. Oh, yeah, for sure. So much love. <laughs> I'm also seeing down here at the bottom trending tracks. Of the six trending tracks here, four of which have no album art on them, uh, three of those are by Tomorrow X Together. Oh, I see. Maybe Kendrick Lamar's record either leaked or has been released and has no album art on Last FM yet. But The Heart Part 5 is the second most uh, trending track. And then um, the only song I'm familiar with is Butter by BTS, which is very good. Oh, never if heard that one. familiar with it. It's actually really good. 
I'm sure if we wanted to really get the podcast pulled, I could uh, play <laughs> some Butter by BTS. Oh, is this um, a Korean? Yes. Oh, okay. Maybe I have heard this. <laughs> it's really good. Here, I'll just pull a little bit of it up. I think it could because we're talking about it. I think we can. Play yeah. It. Okay. This is what it sounds like. I'll jump to the middle here. I really kind of feel like I'd be into this band. <laughs> I like everything about their aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like essentially just like in sync again. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's fun. Huh. It's a good time. Anyway, I didn't even hit you with the chorus. It's really good. <laughs> um. I'm into it. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to find a rave DJ to do yeah. with, with BTS. <laughs> uh, okay, so that is it. Oh, okay. Other versions. I came across this. Let's go ahead and watch this and watch together. Uh, Little Cream Cars production. And see if I remember what this is. I think this girl. Yes. Okay. She did the fan video? Uh, she does the dance routine. Did you see the dance routine? No, I didn't. But the name that you, that, uh, that Little Green Car, Right? Oh, Doesn't yeah. it sound familiar? I was, She's from uh, I don't Australia. remember her, though. Right. She is. So we have seen her before. Yes. Oh, okay. So she uh, does choreography, and she's going to talk us through. Uh, we don't have to watch the whole thing. It's 17 minutes long. But she talks about the uh, doing choreography for this I thought I would take you through the journey of choreographing a dance. I've already picked the song and started on the beginning part of the song. I just wanted to take you through how I come up with what I do and the timing and bits and pieces like that. So firstly, I'm just chilling out in my bedroom and it's being filmed on my laptop. I got my notebook here. And the song I'm doing is Cut by Jimmy Eat World and these. And then onto this page. Uh, the steps that I've choreographed. Oh yeah, so she did a cover of and Stop. Yeah. I'm just trying to work out what her. I want to do next. So I'm just going to run it through. And She's being invented know, head do this um and then i'll show you what i what i do to come up with the next bits that's a dance routine that looks like my term paper i know i was like wait are those the lyrics did she write all the lyrics out or are these the moves so now she's uh doing dances uh so yeah i would describe this as lyrical <laughs> oh, interesting. Right? You... Lyrical dance, yeah. Yeah. But I'm not a danceman, Sweet. so. <laughs> a danceman? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Did I tell I, have I told you? I, I instead of uh any sort of PE class, we because I was at a performing arts school, I did uh well let's see. Yeah. Yeah, I did a year of jazz and two years of ballet. Yeah, and I would love to see um I would love to see what you can do now. I can um well I was never flexible and I always yeah. thought that like you know, you stretch and do all this stuff in those classes that I would get. Oh, yeah, one day I'll be limber. Just in three and a half years of ballet and jazz. Like, nothing no, changed. It no, nothing changed. It never got better. Um, so, uh, yeah, moves. I could still, like, do, like, a pot of beret and a tour jeté and, and stuff like that. I could do a barrel roll. I would love to see all three ballet. of those. Ballet. Um, and, uh, yeah, I could do I I, I think I could. I think I could hold my own. Um, uh, I I think I was 
was I talking to Shar about, does she know her dance positions? Yes. I was talking to some little girl about dance positions, and uh, I don't know if, I thought I would be more impressive than I was, and it was probably more confusing than anything. <laughs> <laughs> she knows, like, maybe, like, a handful of the basic uh gymnastics yeah. moves, well but there but are not... the five main positions like those are not moves those oh are just you know like what yeah stand. because she did yeah she did ballet a long time ago and ballet uh, yeah okay yeah, yeah i do yeah she didn't know that she does remember the positions yeah uh okay so let's talk right. about the few live versions that we have from jim adkins one of which is from the velvet jones show that we are at so here's a little bit of my recording of cut from velvet jones There's that sound, David. I made it, and now there's no turning back. I know there's no doubt. You wouldn't sleep for the chance. I'm sorry, boy. I'm not cut through this no more. You came in. Yeah, you happened to me. And so I I'm going to point out that half step up. Here it comes. Right here. Yeah. Ah, That's my shit right there. If I'm in your band, I'm doing that (laughs) all the time. Walk up, baby. Sweet. So that is from Velvet Jones. And then I have a couple of videos here I thought I would uh, um, just share since uh, fans in the community posted them. This is of the uh, by Amy Lane filmed this. This is at the Wayfarer, which is a little bit before we uh, the sound is really good. This is in February of 2015. You came in. Yeah, you happened to me. And so I waited. But nothing else has sense. I'm sorry, boy. But I'm no good for you no more. If it's your name in lights, and if the time is yours, God, his voice is you'd so be good. On talk to this man (laughs) (laughs) i was thinking about that today man yeah (laughs) it's just so weird i I was talking to jim atkins a week ago yeah jeez and uh here's the last one uh this is posted by amy simkovitz this is june of 2015 in connecticut and now there's no turning back i know there's no doubt 
Is that his Maton? It looks like a full-size guitar, but I can't see the headstock well enough. Kind of impressive that like there's somebody who has an even closer angle of him. Right yeah, right. <laughs> you can just see it down there, up yeah, in his nostrils. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like this is it, it, like it's kind of ridiculous that Justin and I can't read the headstock here because it's such a very clear, straight-on yeah. angle, and he's not moving a whole lot. It's just a lighting thing. But there's a girl who's even closer to him, shooting vertically, and he's completely filling the frame. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the um, pit guard. It has the M. That's the Matone M. So it is oh, definitely okay, a Matone. Okay. <laughs> oh, on the pit guard. Clever yeah. girl. Yeah, clever gal. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. So we have covers. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Kusti covers. And then a couple uh, cool special ones. Okay. Well, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I think I've only done that for one, one track because there were so many and I categorized them like that. And you said, well, uh, that's how I do it every time. So ever since, oh, yeah. I've, I haven't done it again. So I just have, oh, I mean, I that's right. Cause you do from the previous album track, uh, not the previous episode. Right. I tried to do that, but I noticed I add little things every episode <laughs> to do the next time. That then I can't do that because then I don't have those things. Right, exactly. So yeah. <laughs> and yeah, to re to recap, I have uh covers. Professional from the community, baby, acapella, vocal, piano, acoustic, band, uke, instrumental, drums, bass, guitar, nightcore, remix, others. Jeez, man. That's yeah. how I usually break it down. Right. Yeah, I see. I've got um, mine. The mine are only broken down by source. So I've got YouTube, and then oh, cool. uh, and then I've got SoundCloud. All right. So well, do you, who who do you got? Uh, uh, single. Let's out do. Here. Let's do. Love the ducks. Love the ducks. Love the ducks. Yes. Okay. I'll copy this. Play this baby and watch together. Sweet. Love the ducks. I made it, and now there's no turning. Do you think she's left-handed, or do you think this is flipped? I wish he'd look anywhere else, I'll tell you what. Do we have a Zoom feature? You came here, yeah, you happened to me, and so I waited, and nothing else has since. I think she's a lefty. I'm sorry, boy, but I'm no good for you no more. Good voice. Yeah. 
She didn't do the half step up. She's got like that Broadway musical voice. Yeah, very operatic. Yeah. yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, love the good ducks. job. Love the ducks. Loved it. Yeah. Um, do you have Phil Prentice, our boy Phil? Yeah, I do. So that was the one I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> been a minute since uh, I seen yeah. Phil Prentice." Igloo Cooler. Igloo Cooler. Oh no! Oh no! All right, let's hear Philip. Prentice. Norm? <laughs> <laughs> okay, this will be a cut cover. Um, Jimmy World. Yeah. This, his room looks just like my place did when I moved out of my, my <laughs> parents' place. And now there's no turning back. I know there's no death. You wouldn't sink for the chance. I'm sorry, boy. I'm not this no more. He looks like what I imagine the kid from Love Actually looked like when he grew up. <laughs> in the best way. This right, is a compliment. It's just like a Love Actually. I wish I, I looked like Phil Prentice in a long time. Oh, that's a that's a Christmas staple. It took me like four times to get Susie to actually watch it, and then she was like, "Okay, it was not that bad." <laughs> the holiday is another one I go to, and I always—it's so funny. As many times I've seen the holiday, I always forget that Cameron Diaz is an editor in that movie. Oh, it's kind of like—it's very meta. I love that movie. All right, here we go. Nah, Look how far the mic is from him. It's very omnidirectional mic. Think, yeah, I don't think it's doing much. Oh, okay. So he got the second yeah, half solid. of that verse, but uh, lost points for not doing the walk up there. <laughs> Seriously. With- I'm, I, I deduct no points. I just would be, I'm going to be very excited when I do hear it. Nah, we love Phil Prentice. Do you think I'm going to hear it? No, nah, I'm probably not going to hear it, am I? <laughs> no. Uh, Don't get your hoops up. Okay, let's see who else we got. Uh, oh, you know what? I like this one. Sometimes Jamie. Did you listen to hers? Yes. Oh. I did not. Okay, I like hers. I, I put in my notes construction outside, but you know what? She addresses it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Apparently, it's a thing that's always going on. Um, I know it's been a while since I posted a video, so I thought I would do just that. Um, you're gonna have to ignore. Or try to ignore the uh, construction outside of my window, cause uh, it's always there. So yeah, here it is. This is. Is that like a grip of tone knobs on her guitar? What is happening there? Yeah, I was trying to figure it out. I thought it was an ovation, but it's not. And then again, is she lefty or is this flipped? Ah, I couldn't tell you, man. Is that a right or a left-handed vacuum in the background? <laughs> Like that pin looks like it says C or the OC, but oh yeah, I like her raspy voice. Oh, 
It's like appropriately soft and uh, gravelly. Yeah. See how if it, I think it opens up when she does the chorus. Two years. He's the kind of guy worth waiting for. It's kind of that, I don't know how to describe her voice, but it's it's like soft but piercing. Yeah, it's good. You know, like you could hear her, she could sing a lullaby and you'd go to sleep so quickly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, sometimes Jamie. Um, do you have anyone? I got a few more, but you want to? Uh, yeah, give me just a sec. I was over here trying to see, look at the other covers that she's done. Yeah, you said a couple um, years ago? I think uh, two years ago was her latest okay. video, yeah. Um, but, I mean, she's got a bunch of videos on here. Uh, yeah. Her first was The Timing by This Condition cover. Uh, not familiar, but that me was 12 either. years ago. So she posted a grip 12 years ago and then uh, uh, slowed down a little Sounds bit. a lot like me. <laughs> Yeah, classic. <laughs> classic. Uh, wh- who was I? I think it was Carson Evans was the one I was going to play. I don't have Carson Evans, so I'd love to hear it. All right. Let's bring up Carson Evans to the stage. <laughs> so this is called One Take Hi. Wednesdays, number one cut. Uh, so my guess is that one Carson was doing these in one take. I love a worn neck. Why is it worn so high up? I made Fuck, man. He's get really given no turning back. I know shredding on no that thing. Death. Not even a cutaway. I'm sorry, boy. I'm not cut for this no more. What is it with vacuums in the scenes? <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Dude. His voice is amazing. Yeah. You came in, yeah, yeah, happened to me. I, I so like the I the eyebrows are Nothing so expressive. Yeah. Sense. I'm sorry, boy. I'm not cut for this no more. If it's your name in life, oh, look at his tattoo. It's the Sanderson sisters. Oh, yes, sick. <laughs> Would you be on your back? You'd be on the floor. Book. It's the kind of oh, night. I thought we were going to get it. That I'd always and the Deathly Hollows. And he's the kind of guy worth waiting for. Man. Yeah, sick tats. Yes. Yeah, good, right? Yeah, great. I like one I like take Carson Wednesdays. Evans. Yeah, man. And then uh 
What was this? Was this there? Also acoustic. Okay, let's do this. Did you get Sabrina B? I did. Sabrina B. All right. A uke cover. Oh, cool, man. All right. Here she comes. I made it. Now there's no turning back. I know there's no death. You wouldn't sing for the chain. This is definitely flipped video. Yeah. With the potato quality, I was yeah. still pretty sure. I love that she's wearing a beret on top of everything with the uke cover. I think we're going to get the step up on the uke. It's very, very Clarissa explains it all. Yes! Yes, dude. Missing a vacuum though, man. Yeah. We're getting it. It's a kind of I thought we were getting it. That I've always And he's the kind of guy worth waiting for. Very nice. Yes. So that is your closing tattoo. That was <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sabrina B explains it all. Uh, Sarah Esbach. Uh, this is a vocal cover. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sing along, huh? Yes. Sing along. I made it. And now there's no turning back. I Camera tech has come no so far. Yeah. I feel like her house is in Reseda. <laughs> you came in. Yeah, you happened to me. What year was so this one published? I yeah, I was I was interested in looking at all of these. Like, when were these posted? I'm this is good. August 2012. I'm not okay. good for you, no, no. Literally the only video on her channel. Well, good taste. And if the time is yours, Comments are turned off. I can't comment. You'd be on your back. Wish I could see what her was that a are. title that just came up? What did that say? I don't. No, it was her hand. No. Did it say a video pimp or something? <laughs> yeah, right. Always <laughs> and he's the kind of guy. Here, let me. Is it subliminal messaging, David? Well, you know what I'm wondering is it might have been artifacting. I might have switched back to the tab right as the artifact was going away and it looked like text. All right, sweet. Love a vocal cover, especially yeah. when it's the only one on the channel. Yeah. I want to see Leonie Rankin because she's also got a beret on. 
Oh, I don't have her. Oh, All okay. Right. She's an she's acoustic cover. Let's do this, Leonie Rankin. And an infinity scarf. Wait a minute. Justin, what? I was like, she's right handed. Justin, why is this flipped? She's lefty. You came in. No, she's Look at the not. text behind her. Look, you're looking at a mirror. text behind her. That's the reflection in the mirror, dude. Oh. Why is the mirror moving like that? Because she's up against it. Oh. It's your name in if the time is yours, you'd be on your back. You'd be on this floor. It's the kind of oh, missed it. Another cover with guitar again this time, smiley face. Cat, uh, Art Leo. I like her voice. Sweet. Yeah, man, she's nailing it. Now, we've seen her before. Yes, we have. She did, did Polaris. Polaris. Yeah. Different look then. Yeah, I, it's it's the be or it's the it's the beanie or the yeah. She beret. also got a twenty three cover in here. Pain man, her uh her Mika cover of Happy Ending got forty five thousand views. Man, what the fuck is that? Her most popular? Let's see. It looks like it. Yeah, let's go ahead and listen to a little bit of that. All right, wait. Can you um? Do you have to copy and here? I'll just. I yeah. I, I got. Oh, thank you. Oh, there's the there's yeah. the reflection poster. Yeah. I don't know this song. I know Mika, but not this one. She hasn't posted a video in five years. She got too famous, man. Yeah, man. Well done. Yeah. All right, sweet. Justin, what are your final thoughts? Oh, wait. No, no, no. Hold on. <laughs> do you have any rave to Jay? Um, I do have a rave to Jay. So I was listening what? to the chord progression. And okay. what I heard in my head was boom, 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 boom. Boom. And so I have put together Cut by Me. And it works. Oh, nice. And it doesn't work. So there's okay. some spots, but I think I listened to it all the way through and I thought it was a jam. Let's listen. I made it and now there's no turning back. I know there's no death. You wouldn't sing for the chance. I'm sorry, boy. I'm not cut through the snow more. 
Yeah, dude. <laughs> Give it a sec. that website that does chord progressions? done with that last little bit yeah <laughs> did you use that chord progression site uh no i didn't i just heard that one in my head i haven't oh, been back to that you. site in a while like i've been inspired oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was good what an interesting chord progression yeah <laughs> what do you got sweet i got cuff <laughs> all right i'm mean, interested to hear this one <laughs> cuff huh i haven't heard it yet this is based off of something we read today i made it and now there's no turning back I know there's no death You wouldn't sink for the chance I'm sorry, boy I'm not cut for this no more All right <laughs> If it's your name <laughs> Not working <laughs> Yeah, let it go. <laughs> the video is so unhinged. <laughs> oh, man.
<laughs> it goes back to <laughs> the video is so unhinged because George Michaels is fast forward. It's so good. Oh my goodness. Uh, uh, that's particularly. Can you link me to that one and I'll look, I'll watch it later. <laughs> yeah, 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 you gotta watch this. <laughs> so bizarre. It was so fast. It's like their algorithm was like, we can have this or double it. <laughs> Hold my beer. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, Justin, what are your final thoughts? Oh, man, I love this track. Um, it's way up there. You know, we, I could probably say there's so many tracks on this album that I really like. But I'd say for the specific reasons that we talked about in this episode, the lyrics, uh, Jim's voice at 3 minutes and 53 seconds... It's just this. This song hits me, man. I it, this is a this is a banger for me. What about you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think um, I it'll be interesting. It's a song I didn't really remember. I actually went in and started reading the lyrics. I was like, "Am I going to be able to suss out what song this is just reading the lyrics?" And uh, I'm not cut for this no more. Was what I was like. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah I remember this song. Um, but like I was reading the verses and I was like, uh, I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what song this is. Um, and, uh, yeah, listening to it, like I said, all the layers that build upon it and all of the parts of it are great. Will I think that in a week? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. To me at the moment, it's, a, it feels like a standout track on invented for sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, time will only tell if it remains that, um, but, uh, but yeah, that is all I have to say about that. Um, so, uh, so there. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, uh, if you find yourself cut from your short film or from a team or something like that, <laughs> uh, be sure you remember to be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes! What we want to do here, Carl, is put a trigger on that bomb that makes it go off at a specific moment during halftime. And what moment would that be? Well, John Stamos' older brother is all set to sing Loving You during halftime. We want that bomb to go off when he hits that high F. What high F? You know, loving you is easy because you're beautiful. Do-do-do-do-do. Right, right, so you want the trigger on the doot and do? No, damn it. The... Ah! 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 Doot and doot and doot. You got it. Doot and doot and doot. All right. Yeah, okay. <laughs>